guys. That was the least professional start to a podcast you've ever seen. But at least it looks nice behind us. We uh, made the panels a more appropriate height. Um, there's more panels now. You guys can't really see it as well, but I promise it's looking better in here with every passing week. Yes. I keep looking at the screen instead of you. I think we should have put a, like a, uh, no, don't do that. Now I can't see the chat. Well, that's why I have mine up. It's far it? away. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll remember to look at the camera. I'll remember to look at the camera. <laughs> we should put a monitor up there at some point. Oh, we should put a TV up in here? I didn't disagree with you when you said it. I just said we don't have the money. You're not wrong. You're very much not wrong. Yes, let's be Joe Rogan tomorrow. <laughs> just have it happen. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I do. <laughs> just replicate Joe Rogan's studio, like, point for point. Which version? The new one. The new one's prettier. I don't watch him frequently enough. I just feel like every time I see a clip from Joe Rogan, There's it's a new, a new studio. studio. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep it on the move, you know. Apparently, yeah. Change everything at least once a month. Woo, boy. Okay. Anyway, uh, getting into today's topic of conversation, uh, there actually, there are things we need to talk about. And those things are, for, for once, I know people have been wanting this for such a long time. Mm -hmm. We're finally going to talk about aliens. <laughs> it's finally happening. It's finally here. Aliens will be discussed. We have talked, we have mentioned aliens briefly in the past, but mainly in the vein that I don't believe in them, and people find that weird under the circumstances. What do you mean you don't believe in aliens? I don't believe in aliens. You don't think they exist, period? I don't think space aliens are real, no. Well, like... Or at least if they are, I don't think they visited us. Okay, that's more understandable. Yeah. I hate the argument that it's like, oh yeah, if they existed, we would have found them already. It's like, or they oh, sorry. I'm sorry, how frequently... I mean, Drake's equation, the Fermi paradox, they make good points. No. I, I have yet to hear a, a legitimate response to the Fermi paradox. Which is? I Well, to quote Enrico Fermi himself, yeah. I, I think he said, where the bloody hell is everyone? The universe is big, dude. Yeah. Exactly. So if it's that big, there have to be other alien civilizations, right? Yes. Where are they? Probably out of our and their own reach. It's very possible that even with the age of the universe... I mean, dude, we just discovered penicillin, like, how long ago? Like the 1800s. Yeah, and it's, it's very possible that other races could be further behind than we are, or... Uh, you're gonna get cancelled for that one. <laughs> In different galaxies, not okay, on our own God, planet. Maybe God. Uh, I mean, oh wow, that's gonna get taken out of context. Yeah. Hooray for my digital Thorn footprint. Out of context video oh my god! <laughs> Guess you thought said. it was gonna be me that got us canceled, but no. Here it is. No, it's gonna be you. Anyway, <laughs> I meant other alien races in the galaxies or universes. Now listen, anyway. I have played many hours of Spore. <laughs> that's the thing. And let me tell you. And they could be really advanced and realize that we're just not worth their time. I will admit, it does seem like, you know, the advent of all of these alien uh, spaceships showing up right after World War II mm -hmm. does not seem like a coincidence. You know, maybe they were like, oh, look at these little these little monkeys playing around on their planet. They think they're so special and Spartan. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they did it twice. Wait, wait, wait. Now they're testing them. <laughs> I'm just imagining, wait, I'm just imagining... <laughs> And we're all gonna be safe. We're all gonna have a good time. It's like all a bunch of aliens yeah. in the galaxy. And then Earth is in the background. Castle Bravo goes off. And they're like, what the Jesus Christ was that? <laughs> oh. 
by our calculations, those guys were at least 500 years from this. Yes. <laughs> you weren't we, supposed to know that. We took out the Library of Alexandria for a reason. <laughs> New we gave you pyramids and you give us this. <laughs> oh, God, the pyramids, not the pyramids. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I lean towards no aliens more than I lean towards aliens. Interdimensional aliens? Now, why is that more plausible? <laughs> At no point in my life have I ever claimed to be a rational individual. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, this channel exists because I made a video where I said that the national parks were hiding the Wendigo. And it was on purpose. Yeah. Did you expect me to have a like an appropriate take on aliens based on evidence? <laughs> To be fair, you do a pretty good job about ev evidence in general. Yes, I have to support my delusions with facts. Um, At least they're not delusions of grandeur. They're delusions <laughs> no, they're they're more delusions of nonsense, which, in my opinion, is the most fun kind of. Delusions. Oh, a hundred percent. I also do absolutely think that the National Park Service is hiding something. What particularly it is, I don't know, but you know, we, we got to have a, an idea at some point. Yeah, there's got to be some idea, you know. <laughs> But one man, one man with absolutely no interest in figuring out if there were aliens out there, may have found out. And that's who we're talking about today. Now, this it, mentioning aliens it is actually appropriate to this story because Kenny Veach, the first time he ever gained any sort of notoriety on the internet, he did so because he commented on a video called, I think it was... Uh, Son of an Area 51 researcher, or something like that. I, uh, I, it's, it's in here somewhere. But he comments on this video. Mm -hmm. And the video was basically, from what I understand, I haven't watched it all the way through, it was somebody talking about their dad and Area 51. And if you've watched any of Jeremy Corbell or Bob Lazar, they'll tell you stuff about Area 51, and they'll talk about alien technology, or stuff that they didn't understand, that they was segmented, like the Manhattan Project, where each team of scientists would be given one piece of something to reverse engineer, mm -hmm. so that nobody knew exactly what they were working with. Yeah, so and then Bob Lazar, in and of himself, is a whole rabbit hole to go down yeah. with all his stories. I, I don't know how much of Bob Lazar's stuff I buy. On the one hand, the government would absolutely do what he claims they did to him. Yeah. On the other hand, he very easily could be a guy who lost everything and decided, you know what, I'm going to lie to keep myself alive. Yeah, it's tough because, like, going back in time and seeing some of the, the primary sources of stuff that he tried to do yeah. back in the day to get people to believe this stuff contradicts with some things he says now, and there's some, like, weird conspiracy elements about Bob himself. I tend, um, to, I tend to lean towards his earlier work. Yeah. Because once once you get producers in there with you, they're going to be telling you, you know, what stuff you should and shouldn't say. Yeah. You know, are you sure you remember it that way? Yeah. Is it possible that this... And this is what the FBI does. This is what prosecutors do. Sometimes if they're trying to get somebody to admit to something or to, you know, get a confession out of somebody that didn't actually do something. Is yeah. they'll ask leading questions that give them enough enough to put before the jury mm. so you know producers will do the same thing with reality tv and with true yeah. stories and they'll say is it possible that this is what really happened so that's you know and we've seen that a lot with the missing 401 documentaries as we've gone into each of these cases i, I don't know it, it's possible but i have not come across anybody who does exactly what we do with missing 401 cases 
I haven't seen anything. Granted, um, I don't look as much as you do, yeah. but yeah. I'd be curious if there are other people who do it, because I'd love to talk to them and see like what their thoughts are about yeah. you know, the discrepancies between what David Politis says versus what the locals say versus what the news said. Um, and again, you know, you can't trust any one individual person or yeah. group of people, but you have to reconcile different parts of different stories and see who has the most evidence for their version. So I'd be I'd be curious to know if there are other people who do what we do with looking into these cases and trying to, you know, gather as much de- as much detail and data as possible so we can come to a conclusion. But getting back to the point of the story here, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Um, sorry, I accidentally X'd out of the part of my notes. This is not a uh, notebook. This is a notepad from Remarkable. Remarkable, we would love to work with you. You are very difficult to reach out to. <laughs> um, please. <laughs> anyway, Kenny left a comment. Under the, uh, its its name is uh, Snakebit McGee, Snakebite McGee, sorry, on YouTube. He leaves a comment, and the comment on this video about Area 51 says, this is nothing, and then talks about how he had an experience where while on a long-distance hike out into a cave, he uh, came across, or sorry, I, I saw that you were making a spreadsheet, and I was like, what, what's yes. going on? Um, <laughs> so... He makes this comment. He says that while he was on a long-distance hike in the Mojave, he came across a cave. And that in this cave, as he approached it, and he said it was narrow and shaped like an M, like an Mm -hmm. uppercase M. He was very, like, deliberate about that. That was an important detail here. It wasn't just that it kind of looked like an M. Mm -hmm. You can watch the video of him talking about it. I showed it to you. Yeah. He's clear. This was an M. Yeah, very small and narrow, but still an M nonetheless. About his height. Yep. And he later on says it was deeper than another cave that he's looking at. So in the video, he points to a cave and he was like, it was deeper than that one. It's the internet. So of course, you know, you can say whatever you want. But Kenny doesn't stop at, I saw a weird M-shaped cave. That, that would be kind of a nothing burger. You know, maybe somebody carved an M. Maybe it's a weird geological formation. But he says very, very explicitly that as he approached the cave, his body began to vibrate. Hmm. And that it got more intense the closer he got. He mentions in the video that we watched earlier that he uh, was not armed. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know what was in it. It was making him vibrate. He just decided this is not the time. Yeah. Left. He makes his comment. This was sometime in the autumn of uh, 2014 that he left the comment. A bunch of people are like, well, do you think you can go find the cave? Could you show it to us? Could you get it on video? Mm -hmm. And he he goes, yeah, sure, why not? Might as well. he's, He's not lying about it as far as I can tell. And if you go and you look at Kenny's channel, he had like three videos where he was trying to get on Shark Tank. He had a video where uh, he's kind of talking about like his lifestyle and all that. It's like Mm -hmm. an hour long. And then he's got this MK video. That's it. It's five. Yep. Now, today he has like 59,000 subscribers. But back when he was posting these, it was much fewer. Kenny's videos are basically him pitching Shark Tank products, mm-hmm. trying to get recognized, and they're a little they're a little gimmicky. One is a, a, a he called it a Gloler Bear. Mm-hmm. It was a glowing glow in the dark polar bear that he sewed. That he came in a tin, and the tin came with a little fact sheet, a little pamphlet about you know uh, protect, conserving the environment for polar bears. So it was a you know a, a very like well meaning little item. And he also had a steel disc that I can't remember exactly what the point of it was, but it was a steel ring with some 
lines through it. He had uh, a toilet paper roll holder mm-hmm. that was actually pretty cool, spring-loaded, so you would just pull it back, take off the paper roll, put on the new one, let the spring collapse. Boom, new toilet paper. So, you know, little little things, not a big deal, not anything special, not anything groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but he's very earnest. He's very cheerful when he's pitching these products. He looks, you know, like he's, like he's a, he just looks like a very genuine good guy. Yeah. And there, it doesn't seem like he's trying to get any sort of YouTube fame. No. It seems like he's come up with a few ideas mm-hmm. and he wants to get some investment so he can manufacture them. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a content creator or exactly. influencer. He just seems like, because he was what in his... 47. Yeah, yeah, as I was going to say, late 40s. So, like, he's clearly not really trying to make it a career. He's just doing that as a potential, like, other business thing. Yeah. And then his videos about, like, exploring stuff mm-hmm. is just him sharing things he's doing. is all almost as if he was sharing it on Facebook with friends. Exactly. That's precisely what it was. Yeah. And outside of that, very little is known about the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's his, his daughter said something. A woman who says she was his girlfriend said something on YouTube. For the most part, it seems like he. what I could get from the news was that he was known as an avid hiker, a martial artist, and that he had an interest in wilderness survival. Mm. We came across a video earlier, right before the show, as I was watching through some stuff, where somebody who talks like this, as if everything is a news story, yeah. and it's very imperative that you believe what she has to say deeply. Uh, I really hate news, news anchor speak. It can get very uh, annoying very it's, quickly. It's grating. If you're not doing the news, don't do that. Um... I, like I said to you, if if I talked like that in our videos, you would probably have, like hurt yourself a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Can you imagine sitting there listening to that just for hours and hours and hours? Nope. Yeah. If you're a content creator and you're a storyteller, don't use the broadcast news reporter voice. Don't do that. Nobody likes that. Why do they do that, Aiden? Standardized. Yeah. Like uh, just, that's just the way it's. You're the one with the journalism degree. Do you want to explain? I mean, to, to be honest with you, we didn't really even cover that in the journalism I did because I focused on print. Right. Um, but a large portion of my understanding is that it's partially, it, it's entertainment value just as much as it is quote-unquote entertainment value. It also yeah. provides some form of authoritative element to the individual. Right, because you don't sound like you're making it up on the spot. Exactly. It's very, it's, it, it is very much a performance to get people to believe you based off of the fact that you sound like you know what you're talking about. Also... They are really encouraged to enunciate certain mm-hmm. ways, so that way it's very clear what you're saying. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, the vast majority of news anchors on cable television are genuinely just talking heads, uh, unless that they've, I mean, they've all had some form of journalistic experience prior to that, but they're all reading off a teleprompter. Prompter. Like, they're not, unless it's somebody who's actively still going out into the field and doing stories on occasion. John Stossel. Yeah, like John Stossel or even David Muir from ABC. He'll go out and do certain things. But for the most part, they go into the studio in the morning, you know, they get prepared, and then they sit down at the desk and they read the teleprompter of whatever the actual, like, reporters have put together, and then the editors have put together from the reporter's work, and then it just scrolls through, and then they go home. I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah, and I assume that you have to do some real journalism and, you know, make an impact in the field before you get to the point that you're allowed to be Tucker Carlson oh, or Rachel Maddow yeah. or someone like that. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, earn your salt, essentially, and then that's, like, the pinnacle where you kind of, like, you know, you plateau. You're no longer really, uh, there are exceptions, but you're no longer really a journalism person at that point. You are an entertainer. Yeah. So... Which, and that's why you will see people in those positions progressively get more and more um, 
extreme to an extent as time goes on because things become less about you know getting the story across and more about ratings it's no longer that you're a reliable source for the news it's that you're a recognizable face that people trust exactly and you want to keep people coming exactly so um by the way i I met a few uh i've met a few like big name um anchors Mm -hmm. weird bunch of people to meet in person i will say brett bear was a very nice man Looked like a Ken doll. Yeah. But was a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, Jesse Waters, total asshole. Mm. Which should not be surprising to anybody who has ever seen anything Jesse Waters has ever done in his life. Fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've met a few people who do new, like, um, like, I was going to say news stuff, but I mean, one of them is David Muir, who does ABC World News. Very nice guy. He was very nice to talk to. I was at a uh, an informal dinner where he was, and we had a little conversation, which was nice. And then Kelly Ripa, I've also yeah. uh, been in her company a number of times, and she's, I mean, she's great. She's just very sweet, very yeah. just normal. I believe it. She's a normal mom. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. I uh, I do want to make it really clear quickly, because I did just mention Brett Bear and Jesse Waters by name. At no point mm-hmm. in my life have I ever worked for Fox News. <laughs> I just met these good people. Point. So, uh, a, a good anybody was wondering. There, yeah. No, I have not worked for, I have not worked for any uh, media organization, um, as far as I'm aware. Thinking about it right I'm now. Nor have I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the most I ever did was work for theater. Um, <laughs> did you Did you technically work for theater, though? Or Yeah, I was paid. Oh, really? Yeah, people's like paid me a few times. Oh, no way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ching, ching. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love, love getting that. paid for uh, for helping work on theater productions in eighth grade. Fair. That, technically, they didn't pay us. They gave us gift cards for things, because paying us would have been child labor. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, we got gift cards. That makes sense. So... Yeah, anyway, back to uh, back to the subject at hand. Yes. Kenny Beach. And this is, uh, speaking of news reporting, um, mm-hmm. not much of it on this case. There's like three stories. One of them I couldn't even determine what was being said. Yeah, honestly, where'd you find this case? Somebody brought it up to me. Okay. Uh, in the comments section of the video, and I, I had heard about it before, and I remember thinking, oh, that's weird, but I never looked into the details. I think it was a Mr. Ballin video at one point. Uh, Kenny... From all I can tell, from every bit of public information, super nice guy, a little eccentric, but, mm-hmm. you know, seems like kind of a creative type, an artist type. Mm-hmm. Loved hiking, loved nature, very, you know, reverent and respectful of wildlife. Uh, you know, very, just seemed like the kind of guy who would not hate anyone or anything. Yeah. Just very positive. Yeah, seemed like a nice dude. And that's, you know, watching his other videos that went up before this M-Cave video, that's why I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is not a guy who was looking for clout. This Certainly, is- if he was, he was so deep into the bit mm-hmm. that it's just, it's so heavy that it makes it very unlikely that that yeah. was actually the case. Exactly. It just doesn't feel like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And the guy, he's pretty unassuming. He was 5'8", uh, brown hair. Lean build, very athletic looking, for especially for a 47-year-old, because the guy was hiking all the time. He loved it. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like your dad, actually, in my opinion. Um, I can kind of see that. He, he looks like a number of people that could be in my dad's friend yeah. group. Yeah. yeah. A good-looking guy, too. Yeah. He was oh. a good-looking guy. No doubt. Um, very modern cowboy vibe, you know? Yes, like he like that that kind of it's, swagger and yeah, and just yeah. like the clearly like the he he had reached the point in his life where he was fully comfortable and confident with who he was, yep. but he wasn't trying to impress anybody. He was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. Come along if you want. Like, let's I was just having a good time out in the desert. Yep. Um, you know, very very admirable, honestly. 
why can't we all just, you know, be the type of person to have a good time out in the desert by ourselves? Just, you know. Yeah, let's just... They, they do that at Burning Man, but then somebody runs into the Burning Man and yeah, that's a, for everyone. That's a different kind of yeah. vibing in the desert. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. Uh, Same with Joshua Tree. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I've heard great things, but it's a different kind of vibing alone in the desert. Yeah, not the kind of vibing alone in the desert I want to do. Fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening today? Oh, boy. So, yeah, so... He, in this video, the the M the MK it's called MK Pike. That is the title of the video. Mm -hmm. Starts off, he's just standing next to an abandoned mine shaft with the mountains behind him, talking about where he found this cave, his route, when he found it, kind of what happened, why he's making the video, and he's standing next to this mine, so he shows you the mine. Yeah, he's yeah pans down. Did a little bit of research. I'm not gonna say that I'm 100 percent sure on this, but. Uh, it looked like the mine was probably from the 20th century, or at the very least, the last time the mine was used was within the 20th century. Yeah. Um, you can tell, again, the video's from 2014. If you look at it, uh, the the ladder is made of wood. A modern mine would have had a steel ladder. Um, it's also very small. It looks like a prospecting mine, rather than a, uh, like a, a fully functional mine. You saw you saw the footage. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it was maybe a prospecting venture, more than or a dump site, something like that. It looks based on the the rungs on the ladder. There's about 22 rungs. I couldn't. I, obviously, I can't tell what the exact distance is, but the standardized distance between rungs on a ladder is 12 inches. Mm. So I'm saying between 20 and 25 feet down to the bottom of the uh, shaft. Mm -hmm. There's a steel drum at the bottom of the shaft, and 55 gallon steel drums were uh, put to the market in 1905 for the mm. first time. So, at the very least, that place is the last use sometime after 1905. Yeah. Very rusty barrel in the Mojave. Probably has been there a very long time. Yeah. You know, things, things don't really rust in the desert that quickly. Yep. Especially when they're underground. <laughs> so, you know, maybe there was a big rainstorm that flooded the shaft at some point, and that's why it's all rusty. Who knows? Actually, yeah. You know, we can't... We can't can't say anything for certain about that aspect of the story yeah but the video was uploaded on october 18th 28 yeah 18th 2014 one video i was watching on the case earlier had the wrong date but it looked like it was screen recorded mm -hmm. so i was like why did you make a fake screen recording and like very weird very uh, weird indeed yeah content creators are weird people um <laughs> i said this what is, i said this is speaking of experience yeah Personal experience, um, yeah. 22 minute video, and it starts off with Kenny talking by the mine shaft, and then he starts going for his hike. Turns mm. off the camera when nothing interesting is going on, so he doesn't waste battery or space on the card. Yep. And he comes across, you know, some some juniper berries, and he eats those, and he's like, "These are really tasty." Uh, he comes across some wildlife that he points out, and then he gets down into the canyon where he says that he saw the cave originally, mm. the M cave. Mm. And he's looking around at the sides, and you just don't see anything. There's just, there's a lot of caves, but nothing that's shaped like an M. Now, there is one cave that does have an aggressive, uh, you know, angle to it. And one video, there's a guy that's, that, uh, there's a few people who pointed out in the comments section of the video, they're like, it's crazy that at 1525, he, you know, he passes the cave. And it's been filled in, so he doesn't even realize it. And I mm -hmm. looked at it, he says the cave's as tall as he was, he said it was deep. He said it was narrow. This just doesn't fit the description. Like, yeah, it's a very angular cave. That's weird, but yeah. not not fitting the description that he gave it. There's another, uh, actually rather popular channel. I think it's got like over 
almost 500,000 subscribers. Mm. It's the uh, exploring... Do you want to close that? Yeah. It's the exploring abandoned mines and caves or underground... Pla I can't remember the title of it. They're the, uh, the guys who did the Horton Mine. Um, the Horton Mineshaft video. I'll show you that after. Uh, so if you've ever seen that video, same channel. He thinks he found the M Cave. But what he shows, first of all, is maybe 10 feet deep. Mm -hmm. It's also like four feet high. So it's about two feet, almost two feet too short. Uh, and it doesn't go anywhere. It's actually pretty wide, too. And somebody has built a little rock wall near it. In my opinion, that's more likely someplace where a fugitive was hanging out or maybe homeless camp encampment, somebody who was doing a long-term hike. There's wood inside of it. It looks like somebody was living there at some point. Yeah. Or using it as a hunting shelter or something like that. Does not look like the cave Kenny described. Okay. So, he describes, he describes the cave as spooky, um, but makes no further claims about it. He doesn't say anything about aliens, doesn't say anything about paranormal stuff, doesn't say anything about conspiracies. He really just is like, I found a weird cave and it's time to show you guys. And he says that the reason he didn't go into the cave the last time is because he, he was unarmed. Mm -hmm. So in this video, he's got a nine millimeter on him, um, which is completely legal out there. And you know, if you're off in the desert alone, you probably should be carrying a weapon because there's mountain lions and coyotes and gila monsters and all sorts of things in the Mojave that might want to kill you. So it makes sense that he would take that with him. I, uh, sorry, I'm scrolling. You're through. good. Yeah. Um, and he, he says that the cave was in the side of one of the mountains on the side of the ravine. Uh -huh. He's going through a little canyon, and he says it's just in one of the sides. Yep. He does not find it in that video. He doesn't come across it at all. Post the video. And a lot of the comments early on were like, okay, so you lied. You know, why, why did you lie about this? Why not just admit you lied about it? Why make the video? Like, why are you doing this? Basically, people accusing him of being dishonest. Mm -hmm. And you can tell based on the kind of guy that he appears to be that that probably hurt. Mm -hmm. He's probably, you know, hurtful that he was like, no, I just wanted to share my experiences with the world. Like, yep. I wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah. I, just, I just had a weird experience and I'm just talking about it. Yeah. And so... As a result, he decides that he's going to go and prove it. He's going to go on and do a second trip, and he's going to find it. Gets all outfitted, November 10th, basically same same plan. Going to do a couple of days, a little quick two-day hike. It's the first time he did it all in one day. It was a 10-hour trip, he said. So he figured, you know what, this time I'll hike there, camp. Next day I'll check out the cave, and then head home. Mm -hmm. He did not come back. He went out with his with his nine millimeter. He went out with you know basically everything he said he was going to need. Brought food, brought water. He was reported missing, to my understanding, a few days later, mm -hmm. a few days after he didn't come home. So a search is launched. I cannot find any information on how many people were involved. I cannot find any information on what agencies were involved. It seems like it was the police. Yep. Uh, now, it is important to note that this location is on federal land mm. near Nellis Air Force Base. And what is near Nellis Air Force Base? Area 51. So a lot of people immediately theorized mm -hmm. he wandered into a military area. He was shot for being on Area 51 property. 
uh, aliens. There's also the possibility that some like a mountain lion got him. Yeah. But one thing sticks out. If the mountain lion had got him, mm-hmm. why do you leave his phone in the mine shaft? Because they found his cell phone sitting right outside of an abandoned mine shaft. Now it doesn't tell you exactly which abandoned mine shaft, but based on the October video, it seems like it's probably the same mine shaft. Did they search that mine shaft for him? Yes. They determined he was not in the mine shaft. Okay. Um, or at least if he was, the mine shaft had undergone significant changes that there was no evidence of. Got it. So he was not in the mine shaft, basically, is what that means. <clears throat> Why do you leave his cell phone there? I mean, like, the possibility of him maybe dropping it while being attacked by a mountain lion is there, but maybe. Yeah. But there was no sign of struggle there. Yeah. And while a mountain lion can be very quiet, if it bites your neck, you're going to bleed. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a trail from where it dragged you. You know, there's, there's not a... It, that's what makes this one weird. If there was no cell phone... The assumption of, oh, well, a predator got him somewhere and, you know, dragged him off. Yeah. There's a bunch of caves. Easy. Like, if there if the cell phone was not left there, yeah. this would be a very simple case. Yeah, it'd be pretty cut and dry, yeah. It would be, you would be immediately assume that a predator got him. That's really unfortunate. You know, that's sad. Yeah. But it is what it is. Don't go solo hiking. Yeah, no, but the buddy system from the Boy Scouts, really, it's it, it was there for a reason. Yeah, don't, uh, don't ever... Go solo hiking, like, yeah. in a dangerous place. It's just not At the very idea. least, tell people exactly where you're going to be and exactly where you're gonna, when you're going to be back. Sure. Yep. Give people your route. Uh, better yet, carry a GPS, carry some sort of locator so that people know can find where you are. Yep. Uh, he was very confident about his hiking abilities, so he didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. Complacency kills, man. So, on the 22nd, they, started, they, they found his cell phone. Yep. Uh, which means that they probably did not start looking for him at that mine shaft mm-hmm. because if they watched the video they would have started looking for him at that mine shaft so either it's not the same mine shaft or they did not start looking at the mine shaft because it took them 10 days of searching to get there the real question here is why did he leave the phone did he leave the phone because he was climbing down into the mine shaft and figured that it was useless to have the phone with him because it's a mine shaft. Even still, I mean, at, at that point, it's like, especially considering he wasn't in there. I mean, that yeah. doesn't make much sense. Also, just because like it would weigh an extra pound, and not even. So, no. like, what's there? There's know. no real explanation for not bringing the phone in with him, no. other than that it would be useless in there. Um, also, they didn't find any of his other belongings in the mine shaft, so he's not in the mine shaft. Yeah. So if he's not in the mine shaft. Why didn't he take his phone with him wherever he was going? And therein lies the problem. There is no evidence of Penny's whereabouts after the mine shaft. It's pretty certain he's not in the shaft. Mm-hmm. No tracks, no blood trail, no sign of a struggle, nobody's found any bones. And perhaps most strangely, nobody's found the cave. Yeah. This guy, this video has like 2.8 million views. This guy puts a video up, tells people the exact route 
where he found the cave. Mm-hmm. And numerous people have gone looking for the cave and nobody can find it. Yep. Did the cave move? Did the cave change shape? Where's the cave? And that's where the theories come in. Yep. That this is not a simple case of Kenny went missing. Now, is it possible that Kenny did find the cave? And that he left the cell phone behind as a way to tell people, you know, the area he was in or that they were on the right track? That is possible. Yep. But that would that would then lead to the assumption that he didn't think he was going to come back. Exactly. And why would, he, why would he think that? Or that he was worried that he wasn't going to come back. And if he was worried he wasn't going to come back, why not? Why go? Yeah. You know, maybe he really was that concerned with his reputation. I don't, I, this doesn't make any sense to me based no. on what I've seen. But yeah. maybe he really was that concerned with his reputation. Or maybe he really was that confident. I, I mean, does it make any sense to you? Not enough to justify it. So what could have happened? Well, no sign of a struggle where the phone was. Now, maybe he left the phone and continued on for some reason. And assume, let's let's say he did that. Mm-hmm. We know where he was going. We can trace his route. So nowhere along the route did any of the searchers find any sign of Kenny being there. A discarded shoe... A, a water bottle. Obviously, the guys leave no trace type, but mm. if you're in a frantic situation, you can leave something behind, you know? No shell casings, no gun. We know he had the gun. Did he not have a chance to use the gun when he needed to? Mm. Who knows? But its proximity to Nellis is where a lot of the questions come from. Because if if you get too close to Area 51, they do threaten to shoot you. Yep. Like, that's a real thing. Maybe he did get too close. Maybe he didn't know he was too close. But then again, the route he was taking, he'd done before and didn't take him through Area 51. Yep. Didn't take him through the uh, the Air Force Base area. Didn't take him through the, the bombing range that they have there. Yep. The The thing that really hangs me up is the, the whole body vibration as he entered the cave. Yeah. That... We haven't even talked about that part yet. Yeah. That's where, like, I'm starting, like, I, I've just been sitting here Googling, it's like, what type of exposure, like, what, what, is it a chemical, or is there some physical thing, is there radiation that would make you feel as though your whole body's vibrating, and I can't find that. Low frequency sound waves. But, like, that's the only thing that would make sense, but then in that, in a cave, what would the source of that be? One possibility is something that has been suggested about Skimwalker Ranch as well which mm. is uh, machinery deep underground. Mm. I can't think why they would shape a cave like an M. It could have been just like a natural cave that was by chance. In the right link- spot. In the right spot, linking to something else that was occurring. Mm-hmm. And maybe this was a situation where he found the cave, and the reason he couldn't find it anymore is because he mentioned it. Yeah. And somebody got wind, and they closed They they. They caved it in. Yep. Who knows? There, There's one person who's like, oh, well, this is just, the cave's there, it's just caved in. Mm, it doesn't really fit. No. There is the possibility that he's lying. There is. Some people have suggested that he wanted to disappear, or that he wanted to commit suicide peacefully. Nobody in his family seems to think that. His daughter was very confident that they were going to find him at first. Uh, you know... 
most people, if they end their lives, they don't not tell anybody. Mm. The people who do it, like, by disappearing. Yeah, well, but that's the thing, is, like, in the cases in which people do commit suicide, usually it's either nobody sees it coming, yeah, or there were definitely signs that people yeah. noticed that just that they didn't say anything about. This was definitely a nobody-saw-it-coming situation, if that's what happened. Yeah, but even still, it's just a weird... It's a weird situation in which that might occur, specifically due to the fact that this was a guy who just would go and... and explore these yep. things and i did see i i saw some people saying oh well they had money troubles you know maybe it was that i could not find evidence of them having money troubles somebody mm. said that his girlfriend commented it somewhere but i couldn't find the comment i mm. uh, none of the news stories i looked up had that in there basically the entire story is man finds weird vibrating cave mm-hmm. vanishes into thin air yeah I don't know how to feel about it. Because on the one hand, you've got a lot of folklore about caves being entrances to other worlds. Yeah. But Area 51. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just the fact that it's there. Yeah. Like, you just, you can't ignore it. And and it really does, like, it, it makes me wonder in terms of the low, freq- the, the low frequency vibrations. Because that, that is what that would be, you know? Because what that that is what sound is. It yep. is matter vibrating. He does not describe heat. Well, for those for those who may not be aware of exposure to low-frequency sound waves and how it affects human body, you may want to explain that. I, I mean, it's a weapon that's used. Yeah. Like, we, we have... There's a number of things. There's a... There, there... I mean, people will do it with, like, microwaves as well, but... For ex- I, I think that's what LRADs are, right? Uh, or are they high frequency? The LRADs are, yeah, they're high frequency. They're meant to just, like, cause pain to the yeah. ears and primarily low frequency is... They would do it in cave systems in, I believe it was either Iran or Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. But low frequency sound waves, essentially, you can't hear them. It's below 20, uh, 20 hertz. And they just make you nauseous and disoriented and there's just something about the Band way syndrome yeah and there's just something about the way that it affects the way your body processes things uh that it just totally disrupts can your you, central nervous system can you check that if Havana syndrome is supposed to be low frequency sound or if it's supposed to be microwaves Havana. Havana. yeah Havana syndrome there's a uh, a common reporting of people who are diplomats from the United States or uh, NATO countries who go to Cuba who come back complaining of things like nausea and headaches and stuff like that saying, you know, and the suggestion is that they're, they're using something. I think it's, I think they're, they think it's low frequency sound waves. Look it up, look up low frequency sound Havana syndrome. Yeah. I'm on that, Havana that syndrome right now. I'm, I'm looking, I'm trying to read. Hang on unexplained health incidents just like Gulf War syndrome yeah the 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 cause and validity of the illness have yet to be determined yet to be determined means they're not willing to release it publicly expert committee of the national academies of sciences engineering and medicine concluded in december of 2020 that microwave energy specifically 
yeah, specifically directed pulsed RF energy, quote, appears to be the most plausible mechanism in explaining these cases among those that the committee considered, but that, quote, each possible cause remains speculative, unquote. All right, yeah, so Havana syndrome might be microwaves. That's I, I needed to make sure that it wasn't that yeah. as well. But low-frequency sound was also considered, and I think you are correct about them using it in cave systems in Iraq and Afghanistan they to did, cause yeah. problems. So... Could it have been a test of one of those? And that's what was going on? Potentially. Maybe the government was testing a low-frequency sound weapon in a cave, and he passed by maybe an entrance that they didn't know was there, or maybe that's even where the test was going on. Mm -hmm. Now, why they would do it in an area that wasn't cordoned off doesn't make a ton of sense, which is why I would argue that it's more likely I mean, he was standing outside of a cave system that was connected to a cave system. Yeah, and, but, and the other thing is, like, considering it's area 51 they probably don't expect a lot of people are going to be there so but at the same point it's like when you have a large area of space that is cordoned off life outside of it exactly so yes there is the possibility that it was something regarding the military another possibility he found the cave he went into the cave he did not make it out of the cave now, that, is, that, that could be a completely reasonable disappearance. If you go into a cave, uh, even if you're very experienced, bad things can happen. Mm -hmm. There are tons of stories out there about people getting stuck in caves who were, you know, that was their, their hobby, was they went caving. Mm -hmm. Professional cavers who get stuck in caves. Yep. Search and rescue cavers who get stuck in caves. Like, the, the people who are... There are times when the people whose job it is to get people unstuck from caves get stuck in caves. Mm -hmm. So, if that can happen, if that's possible... Obviously, it's possible that Kenny got into the cave, got stuck, didn't make it out. Maybe Kenny found another cave that he thought was the cave, got stuck, and didn't get out. Yep. All of it still begs the question, why didn't he bring the cell phone? Now, going out of the theories that Kenny himself got himself missing. Yep. Why might somebody who is taking somebody leave a cell phone behind? You can track a cell phone. True. Now, you can triangulate an active cell phone, but if it's a cell phone with a... If it's a modern cell phone, mm -hmm. typically there's something trackable about it. A GPS, a location services. I mean, of course, the way that Find My iPhone works is Bluetooth, but yeah. you're not going to find Bluetooth stuff. But Or just cellular networking. If somebody, if somebody took him, yeah. most reliable way to make sure that that phone doesn't get tracked with you is to leave it behind. If you destroy it, people are going to know that somebody took him. If you leave it behind intact, plausible deniability. Yep. You know, because they nobody assumed kidnapping. There was no kidnapping investigation open. There was no evidence of kidnapping. Yeah. And then there's the possibility that, you know, he was abducted by aliens, which I think is pretty unlikely. Most alien abduction stories I hear sound like they were poorly written fan fiction. Um, you know, I, I think there's a reason that so many of these stories involve a probe in the butt. Could you imagine if a missing 411's conspiracy was really all just boiled down to really just weird human trafficking things? Weird human trafficking? I just like... It's equal to the Weird Bible podcast, the Weird Human <laughs> Trafficking podcast. Uh, I mean, imagine if it was just people who were being abducted into trafficking. I mean, it's... I wouldn't be shocked. That's it, probably what the MIW phenomenon, you know... Yeah, that's where most of the people are believed to go is being trafficked, which is horrifying. And thank God the 
Canadian and American governments are finally doing a little bit about it, but we can do more. Um, Still pulling up? Yeah. That's, <laughs> we have... Uh, that, that whole story bothers the hell out of me. Oh, it's, it's... It's weird how much the government doesn't care about missing people, considering how most of the time that somebody goes missing permanently, they are being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Like... You would you would think that that would be a bigger issue that people would care about, you know? I think I think part of it is just because it's because it, there's so little information about it, and because it's people that are going missing, it's not like it's right in front of you. It's constantly top of mind. Mm-hmm. It's the entire element of that story is that something is gone. That it makes sense that people with short attention spans are not like, oh yeah, we really need to find this person because it's just. Most people, there's so many other things going on in their lives that they don't they don't think to focus on that stuff. Yep. I'm mostly stuck on the cave issue. Yeah. Because him going missing, there's millions of possibilities there. Vibrating M-shaped cave. That one has me befuddled. Yep. Testing a weapon makes the most sense. But yeah. why wasn't the cave there when he went back? I mean, for the for the likely possibility that they recognized that either someone was there or that someone found his YouTube video and was like, all right, well, we need to close that because yeah. we can't have random people walking into it. But Then there's the, the Exploring Abandoned Mines and Caves channel that found what they said was that they think that I, I don't like the way they went about this. They, they were like, the, the name of the video is I Found the... Kenny Veach end cave mm-hmm. and then it's a cave that doesn't match the description is in the wrong place mm-hmm. then there's another and they'd say they have a friend who works uh, for the military and that you know they said maybe the cave's here and they went there and it's the cave I described earlier the one that's really shallow and yeah. you know there's a little wall built around it that looks like it was a hunter's camp or a hobo camp or something like that yeah. uh, he goes back and he's like yeah you know my, my military friend came back here because he was curious he wanted to check it out and he said that I should uh, have a look for myself, and he didn't want to come back out with me, but there's there's a restricted sign here. He's like, my friend's name is Don, you know? And which, I mean... Conspiratorial side of me thinks that this guy doesn't actually have a friend in the military named Don, and that he found a random cave, and he wanted the, the glory of it. Uh, so, maybe the restricted <laughs> sign did look brand new. What? <laughs> Starlick Productions said the cave was supposed to be set to W for Wombo. Oh, God. That explains everything. Uh, honestly, that probably sums up the majority of Missing 411. <laughs> they just should have been set to Wombo. East? I thought you said Weast. <laughs> oh, Missing God. 411 as described by Spongebob. Um, that would be a solid video for us to do. Is that something we're allowed to do? Um, It's for parody. Yeah, I think we can do that. We can, if it's parody, yeah. Nice, let's do it. But yeah, so that's that's the case. There's been nothing found of Kenny. Nobody has any idea what happened to Kenny. Yep. I will admit the lack of interest in the case does strike me as a little bit suspicious. Yeah. I get it, he's a 47-year-old guy who went hiking alone. There's enough weirdness to the story... And it's in close enough proximity to a U.S. military secret installation. 
that I have to wonder if the reason the attention isn't there is not because he was a single, or not single, but he was a solo 47-year-old man hiking in the Mojave. Yeah. If it was anywhere else in the country, I would not think that this that the lack of interest is weird. Yeah. The lack of interest here kind of smells of, like, the government tipping, put, putting their finger on the news media scale. A little bit, Being yeah. like, hey... It's in your best interest to drop this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, and what's so strange is they find his cell phone. They search for like 10 days. They find his cell phone, the first clue they've had, which kind of proves that he was going in the direction he was going, that he said he was going. Mm -hmm. And then they suspend the search. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You find evidence he was there, and then you decide that you're giving up? Like, really? That's where you want to go with that? It's a little... Yes, yeah, there's there's a lot of suspicion of foul play, that maybe somebody wanted him, you know, somebody in his family wanted him dead, but yeah. I couldn't find any evidence of, like, a life insurance policy being paid out. Hmm. I'm looking more deeply into it and seeing what I can find, but... Yeah. That's there's, the next Friday's video will be for. Yeah, there's so little information on this case, on this guy. On this dude. Yeah. It's just I don't know, and it make, this this is one that genuinely makes me sad because the guy seems like he was you know just a genuinely good guy who was pressured into doing something dangerous by the internet because you know going going on a solo hike to go inside of a cave yeah not the safest thing in the world no not at all but uh, yeah so that is that is the story oh okay that that's a Skyrim reference okay I was gonna uh -huh. say what's that all about because I'm seeing it in the yeah, because Merida's beacon is in the chat, apparently. Ah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, don't... What are you doing? Don't... Don't, 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 the yeah, beacon. don't go in the cave alone. Don't ever go in the cave alone. Just don't... No. Go, just don't go into the wilderness alone, period. Yeah. So... That's, that's a very strong recommendation. Like, it, yeah. will, it will not end well on all likelihood. So, you know, with, with this one, I'm, I'm not going to make any sort of statement about it being a, you know, I don't think this is necessarily a conspiracy or necessarily something paranormal that happened. But it's weird. It's weird enough to talk about and to mention and to do the research on. It's just, it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. There's too many, there, there's too many factors in here that, that are odd. Maybe it is a nothing burger. Maybe there's nothing there. But I kind of want to go look for the cave. You know? But see, that's the thing, is if we go together... Buddy system. The buddy system. And if we go together, and we tell people our exact route, and we still disappear, then it's definitely... Aliens. Or the government. What's the difference? Oh, God. Those are people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Lemuria. <laughs> he found Hillary Clinton's lair. <laughs> oh boy oh. and cancel <laughs> you did racism at the beginning of this I made a joke about Hillary Clinton being it Elizabeth it was intergalactic racism there's a difference Oh, to be fair you know the Clintons are clearly lizard people mm -hmm. and the Bushes are clearly Satanists worshipping a weird owl effigy in California that's a, oh? that's a real thing by the way I just said that remember, we may, remember, may not be better than aliens. Remember the Bohemian Club? 
Oh, video. Yeah. 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 More real than we thought. Apparently, a bunch of uh, a bunch of Republicans just go do a weird oh yeah sacrifice of a child effigy in the forest in California every year. Yep. For two weeks. Yep. I really don't like politicians. With every year that passes, I hate the fact that the more crazy things I hear, the more I'm like, it's, yep. Yep, that's a real thing. That that sounds like something they do. I don't get it. Is there something that, like, once you, once you become rich and powerful, like, is there something inside you that's just like, I just feel the absolute inextinguishable urge. Mm-hmm. To do something unreasonable. <laughs> I mean, well, think about it. When, when addicts continue to use a specific drug, mm-hmm. they develop, you know, a tolerance to it, so they have to keep upping their dose. For thrill seekers, it's like, okay, jumping off a bridge into a river was, like, pretty solid. Now I want to jump out of a plane with no parachute and, like, you know, land in a wingsuit or whatever the hell they do. Ah, uh, yes, I have been elected to Congress. I think I will go into the forests of California... And do an effigy child sacrifice to a giant owl being. When you've achieved money and power, <laughs> you just gotta find a way to get your thrills somehow. I yeah. also love how that whole thing was started by Mark Twain as like a retreat for, for like, artists. writers and artists yeah. to go hang out in the woods away yeah. from like the stuffiness of modern society. And it had absolutely nothing to do with child sacrifice yeah. effigies. No, it was just Mark Twain being yeah. like, let's just like have a retreat and yeah. be creative. And now it's like all hail. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes people people will, like, look at, like, you know, hidden symbolism in, like, ad campaigns and stuff and be like, oh my god, it's satanic. Bro, they're, they're, they're doing the Satanist stuff right in front of you. Look, yep. <laughs> it's there. It's like they're wearing a double. Now, was anybody, allowed like, to, was anybody allowed to talk about it? No. No. Is the only reason we know about it? <sighs> Don't say the name. He's why. An independent journalist <laughs> who is now disgraced did did a surprisingly actual journalistic piece back in the 90s. <laughs> it's insane. And that's the part that gets me is like, why couldn't it have been like Anderson Cooper? Or it's just or somebody. Cottle, yeah. Ronan Farrow. Like. <laughs> somebody who didn't. Luke Rutowski. Uh, like. And he, there, there were so many people who could have done that and it had to be that one. Yeah. Like, Oh. oh my gosh. To be fair, he's not the worst person that's ever been on his show now. <laughs> what is going on there? We won't cover that no, on this no, show, no. but oh, oh my lord. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> well, whose name rhymes with Jalix Bones? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the wildest part of the story. So when I first heard about Bohemian Grove and the Bohemian Club and all of that, I was like, oh, this is super weird. I'm going to look into this. And, I'm, and I read through the whole story and everything, and I noticed that there was, like, nobody was mentioning what the source was. Yeah. I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. And then I finally come across, oh, yeah, it was Alex Jones. That's yeah. why nobody's talking about yeah. it. <laughs> because as soon as his name's attached to and it. And then as, as, as soon as I found that, I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of course it is. Nobody else. No. <laughs> Nobody else would have somebody, like, come to them with an anonymous tip and be like, hey, a bunch of Republicans get together in a forest and do weird stuff, and it's kind of gay, too. 
And, you know, he he heard he heard weird gay stuff in the forest and went, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is in the 90s where that was still taboo. Like 2000. Yeah, like yeah. 2000. So, like, back then when people heard that, they were like, what? Yeah. Now you go do weird gay stuff in the forest. It's just an average weekend with the lads. Like, yeah, you know. Exactly. You know, it's a boys' trip. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that we would ever have a boys' trip where uh, we go and again do do weird effigy child sacrifice. I cannot no. emphasize enough how important the fact that they sacrifice a child in effigy is. No, it's in, in front of a giant owl statue. Is it an actual child or is it like a fake child that is like in representation? Do you know what the word effigy means? Yes, but I wasn't sure if, like, in that realm, because, like, sometimes you were saying the effigy, like, directly after it, and sometimes... No, 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 it is a it is an effigy of a child. Okay, just it making is, sure. It is a fake child. Okay, good. That, that, but that is... The entire thing is literally an ancient Phoenician sacrifice ritual that we know the Phoenicians used. Yeah. That was used in Carthage, and was so barbaric that the people who used to throw people... Into a giant arena with starving lions to watch them get eaten when this is messed up. Like the, those guys. Yep. Those guys were like, yeah, this is this is bad. This is let's, too far. Let's like, not do this. Like not not only is this really screwed up, but it's so screwed up that we're absolutely gonna destroy the entire city. Like, um Yeah, so. politicians sacrificing to Baal in the forest is a real thing. So, low-frequency sound vibrations coming out of a weird M-shaped cave in the desert, that seems completely plausible. Yep. Yeah, that's the problem. This, this, this episode was not conspiratorial enough. I had to go there. That's fair. We, we had to. We had to make it. We had to make it weird. You know what's funny though is that you've come full circle on like in middle school. We're all like, oh my god, the Illuminati controls everything. And then like everybody's like, oh, it gets older. Ah, it's ridiculous. Secretary Tenebris did make a good point. Unconfirmed that it's an effigy. We think it's an effigy. We, we hope, hope it's, it's an, an effigy. effigy. <laughs> oh my. Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, but yeah, like everybody in middle school is like, oh my god, the Illuminati controls everything. And then you get a little older, you're like, ah, that's ridiculous. And then you get older even still, and then you learn more things. It's like, ah, the Illuminati tries to control things, but they probably are all just too incompetent to actually get it to happen. Yeah. And then you become a Freemason. <laughs> and then redacted. <laughs> and then you realize that there is no way we're in charge of anything because we can't plan dinner. Uh, Fair, yeah. I was, I'm not even kidding, last time I was at a meeting, also, Denny, I'm so sorry, I've been so bad about coming to meetings. Um, I'm pretty sure we have to vote for a new Worshipful Master this month. I should not have said those words without explaining them. Um, we don't worship the Master, he is the, the Master of the Lodge, and he himself is Worshipful. We don't worship him. He's not the worshipped master. He himself is worshipful. Yes. If that makes sense. It does. Okay, just had to make that clear. I'm Any, glad you know, did. Yeah. For your sake, mine, and everyone watching this, I'm so, glad you so, did. So, yeah. So, but yeah, last time I went, I was sitting next to uh, the the uh, the junior warden, and, um, what? I don't want to read it aloud, but... <laughs> he did. He did. That is true. Um, <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Granted, yet another not great source for a variety of reasons. Yeah. 
but still, a source nonetheless. I, I think his I am not a crook thing was more of a relative term. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, I am not a crook compared to the rest of you. Yep. <laughs> you guys do weird stuff in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was going to say... But yeah, anyway, my thing about the Freemasons, uh, I'm sitting next to the junior warden and the the worshipful master goes, I... Uh, Oh, um, did did you order the pizza? And the junior, junior warden goes, "Oh, I I thought we were getting hoagies." And everyone's just like, "Ah!" In the middle of a, in the middle of a stated meeting. Yeah, supposed to be very formal. Oh my god. <laughs> um, That's all, hilarious. It's a bunch of grown men in suits, sitting around doing Freemason stuff, and we're like, "Ah, we forgot to order the pizza." <laughs> That's incredible. So, but yeah, uh, with all. With all that said, maybe we should uh we should just we should go to super chats. Yep. Uh I am currently writing down the uh tiers ah. for the options, considering we have not come up with those yet for this month. That is true. Super chat us your ideas for donation goals. Huh? <laughs> In addition to your question. I intended to think of these earlier today, and then I got sucked into a story about a dude who felt weird vibrations from an end cave. Maybe we, that's what we, good vibration is. Vibration. What? Acceptation. No, no. Maybe the M stood for Marky Mark. I love how we both went to vibration songs. Yeah, but you went for the Beach Boys one. Yes. Also, a group of people who were involved in weird things, like the Manson cult. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Such a weird, like. There's a lot of weird overlap if, there. If we ever get, like, really famous and I get weird, just, like, throw me in a dungeon for a few months. Okay. It should cure me. I'm trying to think, what would, what would be the thing that made you, like, sober up if you ever got, like, weird? I don't think you could get too weird if Archie was still around. That's true. Yeah. I have to be normal for Archie's sake. Yeah. My parents have him right now. Does that mean I have to get weird? <laughs> no, no, no. It means you're at risk of being. I'm at risk of weird. Woo! Uh, oh, God. Keith Lussi. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Cheers. Cool. All right. Becca said, get weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, valid. <laughs> fair enough. Fair point. Fair play. Fair play. Fair and balanced. Uh, okay, yeah. In terms of super chats that we received, the first one that we got was from History Daddy for two pounds. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'll accept the skunk gate, but let me keep the, my ETs. No. <laughs> We're not I'm allowed. going to take the aliens from you. They are our aliens. They landed in Roswell. We get to keep them. They're the American. aliens are American. Yes. They are American citizens. They chose us for a reason. That reason was that we had the bomb. And they knew, don't mess with the bomb. That, I don't know if they knew that. They kind of deliberately started messing with the country that had the bomb. Yeah. But like... The Russians also kind of had the bomb. Though. Yeah. Like Stalin wasn't freaked out about the bomb thing because they already had one too. Yeah. That's not great. Who was the third kid that bomb? Uh, China? probably China, yeah, so. or China, or maybe Britain. 
Mm. Uh, Meridius Beacon for two dollars. You <laughs> there's nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another hand has touched the beacon. Yes, that's all. Uh, that was like the oh, worst, well. the worst thing to hear in Skyrim because you're like, ah, now I got to do this. Mm. <laughs> uh, new super chats here for a thousand dollars to find the M cave. We're gonna need gonna, more than a thousand. We're gonna require a lot more than a thousand dollars to just get to the M cave. Yes. Not even to get to the M cave itself, just the, the general vicinity of the M cave. Now, were we talking about how we'd like to go to the M cave earlier? Absolutely. But we can't afford to go to the M cave. Here's so the maybe they can send us to Vegas and we gamble to get money for the M cave. Every time you say M cave, I'm expecting you to say ultra afterwards. M cave ultra? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. M cave Shyamalan? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Nor uh, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $5 says, Why does nobody carry arms when doing something like this? It makes me wonder. Believe it or not, Kenny did. He did. He had a 9mm uh, handgun on. Yep. Now, granted, is a 9mm handgun the ideal weapon for taking out a mountain lion? No, no. but it's better than nothing. Correct. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of people... You gotta remember that a lot of the crossover with the hiking community, a lot of them are not very into guns. Um... Granola people and 2A people generally don't mix. Not usually the same thing. Sometimes they do. Not often. And then it's spicy. Yes. Love spicy granola people. <laughs> um, Floriana G for four ninety nine says, No questions, just putting in my support. Thanks for the video. Thank you for watching Thank and you. supporting. We appreciate it. Um... Uh, Yon Hasewaga for four ninety nine says, Mattis, opinions on odd fellows. My dad is one but won't tell me anything. Their lodge is super cool though. I know almost nothing about the odd fellows. I'm pretty sure they're a lot like the Freemasons, from what I understand. I don't think they require belief in a higher power. Um I don't know much about them. I know there's a lodge sort of near here. I mean you gotta remember a lot of what happened with uh the a lot of the reason the Freemasons were kind of the OG of this concept. Uh, when did they? When were they founded? That's up for debate. Um, earliest lodgements we have are from 1599. Okay. Uh, first Grand Lodge is 1717 in England. So it seems like started to form in the 16th century and then was concrete by the early 18th century. Mm. And then there's the possibility that it was the Templars in hiding for a long time, like mm. 250 years. Mm. So. We don't really know. And you may want to explain for those who are unaware the or the relation between Freemasonry and Templars and the oh, actual yeah. reality of Templars versus what the general consensus seems to be in pop yeah. culture. So the Freemasons consider themselves to be the spiritual successors of the Templars. One of the highest ranks you can achieve in any appendant body of Freemasonry is Order of the Knights Templar. Um, in order to get that one, you do have to profess your faith in Christ. Mm. You, you have to be a Christian to be a Templar. Mm. Um, that, that's the, there's only, I think, three degrees in Freemasonry that require you to be a Christian. Mm. And it's, I, I'm pretty sure all three of them are based off of, um, Christian military orders. The Templar, <clears throat> the Templars, the Hospitallers, and there's one more that is escaping me at the moment. Um, well, Templars, St. John, and, uh, which is the Hospitallers. Mm. But... The Freemasons, or not, not the Freemasons, the Templars were officially, uh, you know, destroyed 
in the early 1300s by King Philip. I want to say it was Philip IV in collusion with the Pope. Why? Uh, they accused him of heresy, but what their real crime was was having money that they didn't give the French mm. and the French owing them a lot of debt. Ah. So rather than, you know, not murder a bunch of people, the French king accused them of heresy, had a bunch of stuff fabricated, the church did an inquisition, and they came to the conclusion that the Templars were heretics and they were forced to confess under duress and then basically all of them recanted their confessions mm -hmm. and they were put to death. A lot of them managed to escape to other military orders, you know, renounced the, or didn't necessarily renounce the Templars, but left the Templars and became Hospitallers or Teutonic Knights. There's there's a lot of history behind it. We have a video on the Templars um, that goes into detail on all of this. Mm -hmm. If you uh, if you want to scroll back, I think it says uh, Servants, I think it's called Servants of Satan, because that's what a lot of people accuse the Templars of having been. In reality, just like every single time throughout history that a group has done something the Catholic Church didn't want them to do while being sponsored by the Catholic Church, they were railroaded. Uh, one belief is that some of them escaped to England and set up working, um, you, know, you know, basically in cathedrals or becoming tradesmen, mm. uh, stuff like that, and that they continued meeting in secret because as as these Freemasons, you know, yeah. oh, well, because what's a really solid way for someone to escape from France and get to England. Well, you can go and you say, oh, well, I was part of a Mason's Guild in France mm -hmm. and, you know, I decided to seek greener pastures and now I'm I'm here in England. That was a thing you could do. Yep. So it's believed that perhaps the Templars took on this, um, you know, because masonry was very specifically associated with cathedrals. Mm. You know, the, the best Masons in the world worked on cathedrals. Mm. And there, as cathedral culture was slowing down, not ending, but slowing down in the 14th century, mm. the idea, the suggestion, is that maybe the Templars joined this, you know, dying guild as a way to escape mm. and remake their identities. And then that's the reason we have Freemasons, is because they started to meet as lodges for Masons. Because mm -hmm. who the hell would... You expect anything of a who would guess yeah like so that's kind of the idea again a lot of it is anecdotal there's very little recorded evidence because why would there be for yeah. something like that how far back does the templar or do the templars go? 1119 okay the they were formed by nine knights who renounced all worldly possessions all titles and all of that to uh form this knightly order that was focused on protecting pilgrims in what context were pilgrims at that time? Pilgrims to Jerusalem. Okay. People, because Jerusalem had just been recaptured 20 years earlier. Mm -hmm. So people who were going, there were still a lot of bandits on the roads. Mm -hmm. So the idea was their job was to protect Jerusalem for Christendom, Christendom mm -hmm. and protect pilgrims on the roads. Okay. Uh, and they set up as, you know, being the protectors of the Temple of Solomon for what was left of them. Mm -hmm. Knights Templar. Yep. Knights of the Temple of Solomon or the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ, which was their original name. Yep. Um, they got a commission from the Pope. Yep. They got funding from the Pope. So they were they started out essentially as a private volunteer secret service, essentially. For yep. in a sense. For 
Christians. Mm -hmm. And then they invented checks. Mm. Yeah, they invented checking accounts. Yep. How, when was this? Uh, I think that was the 12th or 13th century. 13th century, I want to say. They would give you a... Basically, you'd have Templar chapter houses that had banks mm -hmm. in them. And you would go to one, hand them, you know, 100 pieces of silver. Mm -hmm. They'd give you a note for 100 pieces of silver. Yep. You would then take that, you know, from Paris to Florence, mm -hmm. hand them the note, and they'd give you the silver. Yep. So... And a lot of people are like, well, couldn't, you know, any old person just steal the note and take it and get the silver? Bandits weren't doing that much traveling. Typically, they'd find a place that was right for the picking and do that. It was much simpler to say, ah, go ahead, go along, you know, we don't need that. And yeah. wait for the next guy who had cash. Makes sense. So. You good? I, was there more? Well, there's more questions. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Plas, for a member for nine months. Thank, Thank you very Plas. much for being a member. Uh, said, should do a video on Satanism in CERN, uh, S or C E R N, which is the, I believe, the Large Hadron Collider, uh, unless there's yeah. a different meaning for that, uh, with the weird dances and the Shiva worship and all that jazz. I've heard about that. I haven't. Surface level, it seems like a lot of hullabaloo over nothing. Yeah. Um, but I'll look into it more deeply. It's just hard for me to imagine that a bunch of high-level scientists would also be worshipping Shiva? Yeah, I mean, you gotta think about the type of people these are. Yeah. Like, they're, they're typically atheists. Generally. Um, but also, like, typically not into that kind of thing. No. Um, you know, occultism and stuff. Now, the Nazis were big into the occult, but... Fuck. <laughs> but Shit. also, th those who... <laughs> Nuts was cursed. Sure. Um, to be fair, the Nazis that were involved in that were also not necessarily the science. True. Nazis. Not the science Nazis. Uh, it was To be clear, because apparently, apparently, this is now something that has to be said. Nazis are bad. Oh, um, yeah. No, that should go without saying, but apparently it doesn't anymore. I have been on Twitter for the past week, and there's a lot of people who feel way too comfortable saying, you know, like, oh, I mean, they did this right. Like, no. And there's really nothing in there that, uh, you know, outweighs the whole Holocaust thing. No, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hitler was a decent uh, watercolor artist, but that does not whatever absolve you, him. Whatever you think <laughs> of German engineering, uh, that is not outweighed, or that is outweighed by everything else horrible that they did. Unfortunately, the power of German engineering, they did some very bad things. Exactly. So... <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, Heavy Burn Man for $2 says, Kibosi. Mm. Why? <laughs> I can't escape because it's us. Uh, hang on. For four ninety nine, Kellen, the official data says last month on Twitch, you con contacted a guy from a Nuka vid with a possible Wendy boy that got back to you during the stream. Anything? Yeah, happened that, that was uh, Isaiah Harris, I believe was his name. Um, he was supposed to come on the show, and then uh, he he ghosted us. I was able to get back in contact with him and he was like, sorry, some stuff came up. I should have let you guys know and all that. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to try and get him back on. Hopefully, hopefully he makes the time. But, you know, I just, I was in a position where I was like, listen, you know, I, I don't want to plan for somebody who flakes. You yeah. know, I'm going to, um, next time we're going to, we're going to plan this out a lot more in advance. So, yeah. hopefully he'll be back on. That'd be nice. Uh, John Guido, the fourth says, just bought Zon, Zondervan 
Exactly. Sondervan exegetical commentary for Jonah for my pastoral counseling class. Final project. Are there any commentaries that you like to use? Um, I haven't. I haven't used many commentaries. I have a copy of Moody's. Um, I do like John Rice. John Rice is great. That would that would that would be my go-to uh, suggestion. What? Okay, so this isn't a super chat, but the most recent chat just came in and said, Aiden, I had a dream where you were my bartender and you charged me $70 for a rum and coke, so I had to run to my apartment to transfer some funds. That's incredible. I'm assuming you mean him. I think so. But that's still hilarious. Um... To be fair, you I could. could there, there, it's possible to order a seventy dollars rum. I was coke. just gonna say, I could see you making a drink and being like, "Yeah, this would probably sell for seventy dollars, like yeah. at a bar." Yeah, and right. I'd be like, "Yeah, you probably put some like top shelf rum in there with some coke that was made in Mexico with pure cane sugar." It, it's not. It it's not a rum and coke. It's a rum and coke. Uh, ah, yeah, there yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rum and cocaine. You, you do a shot of rum and then you just rail a line of cocaine <laughs> off the bar. <laughs> Uh, so my question to you is, why were you doing drugs in the dream, hmm? What bar were you at? Somewhere in Cuba, probably. Probably. Uh, or literally anywhere south of... What am I kidding? Anywhere south of Canada. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> literally. Um, I don't know, they might be ripping lines and eating bird of beef, you never know. It, it's Canada, how can they tell the difference between the cocaine and the snow? How hard it hits them? <laughs> Whether it gives him frostbite or not, I don't know. Brain freeze. Yeah. Um, Norberto Rodriguez Jr. for $2 says, Okay, need more DACA than if I ever get into trouble. DACA? I don't know what that means. Norberto, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we'll think on it. We'll be back. Uh, DJ Talks Randomly for $10 says, New lore. Aiden's actually the Freemason's way to keep everyone focused on everything else while they eat all our world's chocolate pudding. How do you know about the pudding? You've been giving too many hints. I said nothing about the chocolate pudding. Yeah, but it's the little details. Kill it. We'll, we'll talk about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's no such thing as chocolate pudding. Wait, that was too much, wasn't it? Yeah, it was too much. Containment! In the stream, in the stream! <laughs> anyway, uh, that Dexy guy for $5 says, There's a very real possibility I can get a jet nicknamed the Windowsy on deployment next year. I'd need nose art, though. Well, I mean, it just... It would I, have to be... Okay, listen. Listen, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to call Norman. If you can... Because we, we, have, we have a graphic artist on hand that could do that for you uh, and send you what it could be. Just please, please send us an image of that. Because if I could see an F-22 or an F-35 that has war paint on it... Hey, w would you be capable of drawing uh, Wendigo, a Wendigo for like the nose art on a jet aircraft? Wait, can you put it on speaker? Hang on, hang on. Aiden wants to hear what you're saying. You're on air. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Norman, he's been on the show before. He did the yes. Hobby Lobby story. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, somebody, what, what exactly was the question? Could you? Could you uh, yeah. So uh, that Dex guy uh, for $5 asked with Norman. Also, hi, Norman. Uh, there's a very real possibility I can get a jet nicknamed the Windowsy on deployment next year. I'd need nose art, though. So we will... <laughs> 
so we want to know do you want to be responsible <laughs> and have your art directly on the front of a warplane that is somehow responsible with that somehow we're all responsible for it happening you know this is this is not this is not what i was expected to be asked <laughs> you didn't sign up for this did you no i i'm very much intrigued though <laughs> i i do have to grapple with the ethics of it all but i am <laughs> is a, ask ask that desk guy if it's a combat jet <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. Okay, the combat, combat reconnaissance. All right. You know. So, so pending pending what this plane will be used for. Uh, there we go. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. All right. See ya. Uh, if Norman doesn't want to do it, we'll find another way to do it. Um, but when does he finds a way? That's that's chaos. Dude. <laughs> Uh, my mom gave us 50 bucks. Your scientists were so busy asking whether or not they could, <laughs> they didn't just stop to think about whether or not they should. Uh, but yeah, my mom gave us a Christmas present of $50. Oh, so thank you very thanks, much, Mom. Thornberry. Uh, we won't, we won't acknowledge the fact that if the, the context of that in relation to the Christmas ornaments that you've given me re recently, um, she's bought too many of them. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I'm very grateful for them. They're really fantastic. They're all like relevant to like things that were important to me mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, a lot of trains. Yeah, believe it or not, less than you think. There's a Bob the Builder guy. Uh, more Star Wars stuff than you'd expect. There's actually some really sick. There's uh, there's this one Star Wars trains. Yeah, no. the one from Solo. There's the thing of uh, uh Thornberry Thursday on the train from Solo. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, the Anakin Obi Wan fight in uh -huh. Revenge of the Sith when they're on the thing. There's a whole ornament like this big of just them like clashing oh, with a lot cool. of yeah it's sick you got to come check it out but um would uh dj talks randomly for five dollars says would y'all ever do a video on the codex gigas g-i-g-a-s codex gigas i'd have to look at what it is all right do a little google codex gigas the giant book Interesting. Uh, it is a the largest extant medieval illuminated manuscript in the world. Well, simply because of that, yes. That's like my my thing. Yeah. Um, extant is such an interesting word. The Codex Gigas opened <laughs> I need to a high page with the distinct distinctive portrait of the devil, from which the text received its alternate name, the Devil's Bible. Interesting. It contains the complete Vulgate Bible, as well as other popular works, all written in Latin. Between the Old and New Testaments are a section of other popular medieval reference books, Antiquities of the Jews, uh, the Jewish Wars, uh, Etymology, and the uh, Chronicle of Cosmos of Prague, and medical works, an early version of the Ars Medicinae. Wow, this is a lot in this book. Um, Taking Spoils of War by the Swedes. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look into it. Um I'm sure I could I'm sure I could do that. I have that that would just be fun, honestly. Fair. That's the kind of thing I think is fun. That I Do you want I, to describe why does nobody carry Ah, uh, so DACA means um Guns and Bullets? Yes. So he was saying he needs more of those if he ever gets into trouble. Oh yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Where does that terminology come from? That's no the idea. first time I've ever experienced that word. More pew pew. 
Uh, Moss Pew Pew. Uh, Rack said, guys, can I hear your theory on what's up with Kenny Beach? Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> we talked about it. What? For like an hour. You just tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel, I don't, I don't uh, mean to sound rude, but it's just, it was an opportunity. For yeah, it was, it was just funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the gist of it is, uh, it sounds like he came across... If if the cave he talked about is real, it sounds like he came across some sort of uh, low frequency sound weapon test. Um, uh, Doc is from Warhammer 40k. Oh, now that makes because sense. of Henry Cavill. I hate to tell you this, Aiden, but Warhammer 40k has been popular for a very long time. I know. <laughs> I just assume people learn of things from Henry Cavill just like I do. Uh, just in case you missed it, he said it's an F-15E, uh, from oh, Kellen boy. for one ninety nine. Well, Norman probably won't do it, but we will. <laughs> we should each draw one. They yeah. get to pick which one Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, God. I'm, I know what I'm doing. All right. It's going to be, you know. I have, I have probably the same idea as you. What is it? Well, I was going to take one of the, like, pinup girls from the 1940s. Literally, yep, yeah, exactly and, it, yep. And redo it with the... Yeah, with the Wendigo, the Wendigo. Yeah. yeah. Either the... Oh, or it could be um, one side's the Wendigo like that, and the other side's a blue snow shovel. <laughs> oh, boy. Or it could just be a blue snow shovel, and only certain people would know what you're referring to. Um, yeah, true. Uh, Thornberry, thoughts on the 69 Corvette? It's a gorgeous car. <laughs> There's no question about it. I've been deciding if I ever get the money. And yes, thank you, Kellen, for, for pointing that out. We didn't catch it. What classic I'd want to get. I'm torn between either a 67 Camaro or a 67 Impala. Not the four-door, though, believe it or not. Two-door. I'm torn. Very torn. I've been writing a book on the history of Hungary. Cosmos of also Prague, the, the Chronicler of the First Hundred Years of History. That's awesome. I'm curious to see that book. I know nothing about Hungary aside from like. Is yeah. that's fair? Hungary is one of those weird like southeastern European states that medieval history doesn't cover very well. Why? The further you get away from France, mm -hmm. the less material you're gonna find. I wonder why that is. Why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> Also, the further you get away from France, the messier things get. I wonder why that yeah. is. But I mean, honestly, the reason most things in the Middle, Middle Ages were written in French. Yeah, that's fair. It was lingua franca. I think it's funny that lingua franca, meaning, you know, language of France, is the term for the most spoken language in the world, which is English. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. That's so funny. I believe English is the most spoken. I think Spanish is the most common native language. But English, I think, has the most speakers. I think, well, no, I think I think Mandarin is most spoken by population, whereas English is most spoken by country. Look it up. Because English is now the language of business, Yeah. whereas there, there are so many people in China. I think I'll that's the number one. Uh, what is the most spoken language? It's Mandarin. Wait. This says a... Oh, okay, it's in thousands. Oh, wow. English is not as high up as I thought it was. Uh, or is this... Now, see, this one from October... No, it is English. Too. Okay. Yeah. But Mandarin is very close. Yeah. Why... 
You want the most spoken languages on the world list. It starts with Mandarin. Yeah. You actually click the link, and it says English. Google. <laughs> yeah, native speakers three hundred and seventy-five million. Non-native speakers seven hundred and fifty-three million. <laughs> yeah. Well, in English is the language of business, so. Wow, point. English is the largest language in the world for both native and non-native. Interesting. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because a lot sense. of a lot of European countries learn it as a second language. It's I think it's just poorly written. Got it. But yeah, so. But uh, are there any any further questions that catch your eye in there? Uh, nothing that jumps out necessarily. There was one, something, uh, this low frequency cave matches up with Kane Pixel's dreamscape and my, uh, toroidal solenoid experiments. What? Toroidal solenoid experiments. I'm, I'm not sure we can. Toroidal solenoid experiments. Kane Pixels Dreamscape. I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea what that comment means. That is, meow. I, I'm going to look into it. Thoughts on the burning of? <laughs> <laughs> it is news that takes so long to comprehend. From what I understand, the Library of Alexandria did. Uh, when it burned down, a lot of things were lost, but in the sense that they were lost from the Library of Alexandria not necessarily from everywhere they existed. The Library of Alexandria was important because it was the most expansive library of works in the world at the time, not because those works were unique in every case. Now, yeah. in many cases, there were unique works, mm -hmm. but a lot of the hype around it is that it is believed there was stuff in the Library of Alexandria that was lost, things that are referenced. The burning of Alexandria and its consequences. The yeah. Library of Alexandria and its consequences. Yeah. Have been. So you'll see, you'll see certain people who say, due to what was lost in the Library of Alexandria, based on you know this person mentioning this thing and this thing and and that consequence and this sequence of events. Some people say that uh, had it not burned down, then we would have been going to the moon when we when Columbus came to America. Uh, but you know, it's it's hard to say. There are scholars who have studied it who are better than me, so. What do we think of the Fresno, Fresno Nightcrawlers? Uh, definitely one of the funniest hoaxes I've ever seen. <laughs> like, that's that's my opinion. Yeah. It looks like giant pairs of pants. I'll show you. I'll show you a video. Please do. Um, I haven't yeah. watched the Indiana Jones 5 trailer yet. I have seen it. I am concerned. <laughs> I love the Indiana Jones... Trilogy? I was gonna say trilogy. There, there are some redeemable the Indiana qualities. Jones trilogy. <laughs> there are some redeemable qualities of the fourth one. The fourth one reads like it or watches like it was written by Grant Hancock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I I do appreciate the argument that like any, I, I I found charm in it. Yes. Um, but considering this is just gonna be that, but older, ten years older, even more. Has it really been that long? That movie came out in 08. What? Yeah. There's no way. I, no. No. Uh -huh. No. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> like I, like I, I, I know, but but no. <laughs> I was there's no way I was eleven when that came out. We're old. I didn't like, expect to cause him an actually, existential crisis tonight. Actually struggle. I could swear that came out when we were teenagers. Wow. Yeah. That came out three years after Revenge of the Sith. That came out the same year as The Dark Knight. And Iron Man. The first Iron Man. God. I wonder when they'll make a Star Wars sequel trilogy. I just hope it's not bad. We can I hope it's not the worst all, thing ever put on film. All we can do is wait and hope they do it. Hope that at some point they'll decide that it's a good idea to make three more Star Wars movies. I hope it has a coherent storyline through all three films. I hope they don't do some random idea where they have a creative director come in and plan a storyline and then they bring in another director who says I want to destroy that storyline and then they bring back the original director to say I'm going to try and fix this but I really don't think I can and then whatever studio that may or may not own it is like but you have to and you're going to but they won't overwork the CGI artists right? Of course not no by that point the CGI artists will finally be able to unionize and they're not going to be as overworked and underpaid as they have been for decades and I'm sure they won't introduce a fascinating turncoat character who has a moment of realization about the evil he's been through and chooses to join the good side only to be relegated to a funny supporting side character, right? Yes, no, there's there, there's no shot. Uh, ob right. Like, obviously they would give every character that has really good potential uh, a nice payoff to their setup. And there's no way that the, the main character would be somebody who just has absolutely no growth arc whatsoever and just kind of comes in with a set of pre-established powers due to a mysterious lineage that turns out to have no real consequence and prove that the first six movies achieve nothing right yeah no there, I, I can't imagine a studio would allow for whatever reason their main character of a trilogy to have zero story or character growth from any point that just doesn't sound like a yeah, working it doesn't you know and i can't imagine that their villain like their primary like bad guy um would not have some form of like interesting arc that has a understandable and rewarding payoff that yeah, like could you imagine if they just happy. brought palpatine back and didn't explain how i mean i really couldn't fathom the possibility just because like in and of itself considering it is a a work a series that is based upon bringing something new to the table every time even if you know like like poetry it rhymes i uh, i do hope they hire adam driver he's great oh he's fantastic yes he's phenomenal yeah no i would love to see him i mean honestly you know there's a number of actors that i could see in those roles that i think the actors themselves would be fantastic yeah. i just hope that you know whoever they cast my mindset specifically those cast members i think would be really solid i hope the story and the the production behind it supports their portrayals and and the you know trilogy as a whole and i mean i there's no way they would ever like introduce a 
a major new black character and make a ton of fanfare about diversity in the series only to you know forget that that character has any valid importance by the third film i don't yeah. understand why they wouldn't make him the main character i mean it sounds uh, any other option sounds pretty racist yeah, to me. That, positively yeah So anyway, yep. I saw Super Chats coming. <laughs> uh, let's see, what do we got? Oh, here we go. Uh, so Kellen said for four ninety nine, you're old? I was seven when Last Crusade came out. What about my old? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, fair. Fair point. What was it like seeing that in theaters? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that sounds awesome. That's the thing is, like, I'm jealous. Of, yeah. Because also the other thing is, like, there's stuff that, yeah, th there are things about growing up in the 2000s that was great, but we will never experience Pizza Hut in its glory. <laughs> I love that that's where you go to. Dude, every time anybody talks about 80s Pizza Hut, it sounds like the most magnificent thing ever to exist. What's your, what is the one decade? Of the last century that if you had to live in for the rest of your life, you'd want to live in. I think probably the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 90s would also be on the table. Definitely not the 70s. See, there's something about the 70s and just the shithole it was that's... I will really say... Cool. Plus, the music and the fashion was great. And I, the cars. I will say, as a middle-class white guy, 1900 to 1910... Probably would have been solid as well. For for, for us, yeah, yeah probably. Like, pretty, pretty much any time in the last century. I, or, like, history. The 50s probably wouldn't have been bad either for us. No. Um, especially if we were, like, roughly our age now, yeah. we probably would have just been in the war, and had we survived, we would have been heroes and, like, yeah. been good. Or we wouldn't have survived. Yeah, we would have been dead and buried <laughs> in the middle of Germany. Yeah. I, I, we, obviously, we're going to talk about this in depth at some point, probably soon, probably next weekend, but... Mm. I. The movie Devotion. Oh my god. I was not, I never had, it, it's, nobody has ever put the sheer violence of the Korean War on film yeah. for our generation. No. They, they really, they make you understand. To give context, uh, we decided to go to that movie specifically because I saw Corsairs, and based off of if you've watched the debate not too long ago, <laughs> I recently became mildly obsessed with the Corsair, just because I think it's a really interesting plane. So I asked him and Kat to go, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. And I was just kind I of was like... not like, whatever. I saw it in, I saw the trailer in theaters with you, and I was like, oh, we should go see oh, that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, specifically like yeah. at the time that I yeah, mentioned yeah. things like that. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, all right, let's go. And none of us really expected anything other... Like, it was kind of like, oh, this is gonna, just going to be a Korean War Top Gun. That was kind of the vibe that we had going into it. And it was genuinely one of the best movies any of us had seen in a very long time. And if any of you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, you would have seen my stories. I'm sure you saw his. But just genuinely, if you have the possibility to go see it in a theater, it's one of those films that clearly everyone who was involved was very passionate yeah. about it. And it's also one of those movies that, because of the way that cinema is now, with the event films being really the only things that people are going to see, or horror films or something like that, it's not going to get the attention that it deserves. And I just really urge you that if you if you can spare the money for a ticket, and you want to really experience a beautiful story, based on a true story, told in a really magnificent way, go see it. Go support the film as it was intended to be supported. 
you have no idea what Pizza Hut was like back then, or seeing the Berlin Wall come down or the end of the Soviet Union. You're you're right about that. Yeah, I I I heard they used to if you ordered the like the the pan pizza, they'd bring it out in the skillet like steaming really? hot. Yeah, like, oh. oh wow. I, I don't know if any. Maybe this is completely untrue, and I've just been lied to about the '80s. But like commercials back in the '80s were way better. Oh yeah, like they were literally for the film commercial with Gorbachev in it. I think so. There was. I saw a, a recently on TikTok. I saw like a Coca Cola commercial where it was Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. was like moving into an apartment, and a, like a girl from across uh, the hall came over. She's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you have a Coke?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure." And he's like looking around or whatever. He jumps out of his window in like this pouring like rain and like down the fire escape across the street to a big like Coca-Cola uh, vending machine, grabs one, has to like fight his way through traffic in the rain to get back upstairs. And he gives it to her and she's like, oh, thanks. And then her like friend comes to the doorway and she's and it's another attractive girl. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, like any chance you have another one? <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like it is Michael J. Fox way, and it's just like it's, it's cute, it's funny, but it's just I love yeah. the effort that was put into it. It seems like the '80s kind of were when American culture hit its its peak. peak. Yeah, and then I feel like it kind of kept going, and now I feel like we're in the decline. <laughs> we are, we are in the '60s again right now. Every single movie is just Marvel again. Yep. Well, that's it's the same way it was in the '50s and the mid early to mid '60s in Hollywood. And then The Graduate came out, and everybody was like, wait, wait, movies can be edgy? Movies can be, like, different? I understand The Graduate was supposed to be, like, a big, important film. Now the movie sucks. And and that it was great for the time and all of that. We had to watch it four times in class. Mm -hmm. In high school. In high school? Yeah. Why? Because my my creative writing teacher just really liked The Graduate. Okay, I watched it once in film school, and all of us agreed. We were like, we recognize its importance at the time. The movie doesn't hold up now. No. Because a fifth of the movie is just a Simon and Garfunkel music video all tied together. And it's just like, okay, at the time, we get it. But it's not, like, a good movie by today's standards. No, it's not. Like, at all. Like, Like, the whole third act doesn't make any sense. And I can go into, like, a, a, a review of that movie, but just some of the characters' choices in that, based in the story, are, like, like the what the what the daughter mm-hmm. does, like, for the last third of the movie. And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, it's like, no! No, it no, no, makes no sense. No sane individual would make those choices. Like, have some self-respect. Anyway, it just, yeah. It, it, uh. But the point being is that that movie became really popular because everybody was really tired of the musicals and, you know, like epics and things like that that were just very, very held down by the Hayes Code. Uh, Ryan, I know you and I talked about this a little bit. But then 70s got really gritty with, like, Dirty Harry and a lot of independent films. And that's why Spielberg and Lucas and Coppola and Kubrick and Scorsese, all of those guys were able to get in at the time they did because they were just coming out of um uh they were coming out of film school and all of the big studios were starting to like fall apart because it was all indie films that were getting all the attention Mm -hmm. and so the studios were looking for new young talent to bring in new ideas that would get them more money again that's what we got spielberg and lucas exactly and that's how and you know because jaws was like a shit show 
but it ended up being the first blockbuster. And FYI, in case you're not aware, the term blockbuster came from the fact that uh, it was the first time for any movie in real pop culture where, well, there were two things. One was the first widespread release weekend of a movie. And two, um, the term blockbuster literally was because people were lining around the block to the point where they could no longer fit on that block. Jeez. So, like, the whole point of blockbuster is because so many people were trying to get into the theater that they couldn't fit on the same block, so they had to go yeah. down the street. Um, Jeez. But then, so, like, Jaws, Star Wars, all these different things, that's how they got their feet in the door. You two are like, if BuzzFeed Unsolved was, like, good... Ryan, I feel so vindicated. That's all we could have ever complained about must be unsolved all the time. <laughs> we very much appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, there was uh, one thing I saw in here. Um, Ryan, I will take you up on that. We we totally should. What do you say? Uh, just a devoted video on, on, I'm imagining The Graduate, but also we could talk. I know we touched on the Hayes Code mm -hmm. a bit, but just kind of that transition would be interesting yeah, to discuss. Garrett North said a younger man having an affair with an older woman was beyond edgy in 1967. And here I'm just thinking about how our generation grew up on Stacy's mom. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. Like in the 60s, it was like, oh, heavens. And now it's like, Stacy's mom. Yeah. Times really changed. Yeah. Whew. We used to produce most of the goods we consumed. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> let's, not, let's not doom pill anybody. <laughs> we want to. We want to collapse is nigh. <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about like you know the fall of the Roman Empire and all of that, and I'm like, ah, but do you not remember the fall of the Roman Republic? Yeah, <laughs> we got to do that one first. Yeah, exactly. History will repeat itself. We have yet to actually become the uh, Americana Imperium. Oh my god. Pax Americana. Yep. Well, no, we're in Pax Americana right now. Pax Americana started We have started been at war for all but 16 years of our history as a country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't change the fact. You know what Pax means? What does it directly translate to? The, the Pax Romana was the peace of Rome. Okay, yeah. Pax Romana versus Pax Americana in the context I've always heard yeah. it was the high times. Ah, no, no, no. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, they were the same time in Rome. Like, the Pax Romana was the same as... The, the yeah like highest point of empire but yeah. like no america we we are very much still in the republican period yeah constantly at war yeah no the, the whenever i heard people talking about pax romana it was always referred to as the high times like the high uh, point yeah. of the civilization where things were yeah, it was kind of good cold, but yeah. it was because it was peaceful yeah um or at the very least the only wars were on the very frontiers <laughs> right says what's rome i don't know ask donna oh god he's on twitter again oh uh, you mentioned that yeah, yeah. Um, but let's see, did we miss any, any, anything? I don't think so. Uh, oh, here, uh, F6, X, F, X, F, F6F was the top aircraft, had over 5,000 planes down. What is the F6F? It was the other Navy aircraft. It was the one that they were all flying at the beginning of the movie. The Bearcat, right? Uh, the Hellcat, I think. Why were they the Wildcat? Is it the, or was it the Wildcat? I don't know, look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a Jamie. We do. You were supposed to be our Jamie, and now, now you're part of the show. Yeah. The Hellcat. The Hellcat. So, okay, my first instinct was right. Yeah, that's the one they were flying at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Nick Rogers for $7.99 says Milk Cave. Interesting choice of number. Milk Cave. $7.99. Yeah, right? Like, I appreciate the uniqueness. 
Uh, yeah, Corsair is my favorite. When Ducey Throat Goat says, really, really hope you like my user. That's Good incredible. <laughs> that might be the worst thing I've ever read. <laughs> Hellcat is a car. I appreciate it. By Dodge. That's a great car. Not as good as my car, though. All right. I think we've covered just about everything. It is nearly 9 o'clock. Oh, okay, so the Wildcat was the F4F. The Hellcat was the F6F. Gotcha. All right. Well, that is that is the time to, to bring an end to the show. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, for watching, for, uh, for hanging out. Yes. We will have a nice little recorded version of uh, the, Kenny, the Kenny Beach story. More you guys depth. on Friday. Yep, that will cover, uh, you know, weather details and the normal, uh, more advanced information that we usually put into those. Uh, I'd be down to, are you pointed at the inspiring philosophy yep. one? Yeah, I'd be down to do that again. We're actually, we're talking to a couple of different people to get guests back on again. We just, uh, yeah, you know. It, it's hard to book people because the world is kind of going back to normal and now people are busy again. Yeah. Back when we started the show and we had a bunch of guests, I... It was like there was a lull in the in the pandemic, and then it got yeah. picked back up Things again. Were still like that was when we had all the guests. Was when the when coronavirus kind of like spiked again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just people are people are busy. Um, yep. And a lot of the people that we've been having on that we had been having on early on now have their own shows. So it's just you know hard to get everybody in one yep. spot. Uh, Ludex for five dollars says, "I'm sending this as a thank you for that Star Wars tirade. I need to catch more of these. <laughs> Lol. Keep up the good work. Also." Thank, Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate but, it. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with more stuff for you on Friday and then another show on Sunday. So have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. We will see you later. See you guys.